Y'all politicking with the homie poet, Poe Politicking. Self-help meets hip-hop. That's fucking beautiful. What up, Poe? What up, DJ Period? Just two black brothers. I see y'all out there doing what y'all do, preserving the hip-hop culture and introducing the future stars. Keep shining, kings. Real and recognize real. Love is love. Salute. Yeah. PoePolitikin.com It's your boy PX, man. Professor X, TNE. And I'm in the mix. I'm in the house with my boy, Poe Politik, from Poe Politikin. That part. Ooh, my emotions. Love me. Fuck this shit, man. Man. Wanna see a disaster? Come on. Ever dated a handicapped rapper? Huh? Sometimes he be in the bed. What? Sometimes he shit in the pepper. <sighs> Bad bitch up in Atlanta. True. Went with it, feel with the Phantom. Uh. I ain't Jay Root, but I damage you. I'm watching that bitch like I'm similar. Uh. Uh. I'm 15, pick a truck in hand. Tommy Lee, Pamela. Uh. Handyman, do all he can. Stack in bands. Stamina. It's a fortune, no extortion. No, I ain't regular. No. Yo, nigga, whoa. I do not, but still, we don't matter. No. Hoover, 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 A-Tray, A-Tray, 6 I'm in a club with Dre Ghost Two gon' move when I say go Bad bitch, Amazon Bezos She chew on the dick like it's Mentos She love it so much, call her Fructose My name is X, not Ambrose She like whatever, give me pesos She sucks so good, here you go, go Real estate gang with a bankroll CPN's bank by Corpto Wheelchair smack, make a come on Hit it with a ton dick, Rambo Pop two buys, in between the thighs I'm ready to go, I got ammo Ratchet fucking a bando Can we talk to the Cambo? Lake of Grey, Elder Cambo 41, example Price is high on the hemp though Cost a little more for the shit, bro Do low lock with the center roll Free more bucks, that's a tempo I kick that shit like I'm Kempo I got a good deal on the pre-rolls 10 for 1, call me Primro High 5 on the plug to my Kempo Big mama, big mama, give me D-throw I'm so warm, give me heat so Ooh. Hoover, 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 A-Tray, A-Tray, 6 Wanna see a disaster? Ever dated a handicapped rapper? Huh? Sometimes he pee in the bed. What? Sometimes he shit in the pamper. <sighs> Bad bitch up in Atlanta. True. Went with it, feel with the Phantom. Uh. I ain't Jay Root, but I damage you. I'm watching that bitch like I'm similar. Uh. Uh. I'm 15, pick a truck in hand. Tommy Lee, Pamela. Uh. Handyman, do all he can. Stack in bands. Stamina. It's so fortune, no extortion. No, I ain't regular. No. Yo, nigga, whoa. I do not, but still, we don't measure. No. No. All these rappers out here be singing, rapping about their heart. Acting like Marquez bitches. I ain't trying more rappers. I ain't trying more rappers. Oh. Well, damn. Welcome, welcome back to PopPopTicket.com. Your home for self help me hip hop. Make sure you go on Spotify, go on iTunes. Uh, what else? We're on YouTube. Wherever you listen to podcasts, type in PopPopTicket and we there. One, two, one, two, and play to my home, Professor X. How you doing, bro? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. How you doing, brother? I'm great, man. Like I said, I've been following you for 10 years, finally getting in touch with you. Oh, wow, man. We go back many moons then. <laughs> yeah, man. So just uh, talk about your background a little bit. I think you're from, you from L.A.? Yeah, yeah I, grew up LA. in, I grew up in South Central L.A. pretty much. You know, if y'all understand gangbanging in the Hoover area. um, Shit. Pretty much, I've been loving music since I was seven years old and shit. I wanted to be a rapper. Um, you know, you know when you're young back in the 90s or late 80s and 90s and shit, you don't have no real, no real leads on how to get in the music industry. You ain't got no contacts. And then, you know, music music back then was like a small community, especially on the West Coast. So it was like, you know, it's kind of like pulling teeth to get in the game. You ain't no Easy e Dr. Dre, Quick, or several others. You probably wasn't really going to get nowhere near this rap game and then um unfortunately i ended up in a a freak accident in 97 and got paralyzed from the neck down which made it worse because that's like i said that was my passion it was over basketball i used to love basketball you know and shit magic was my favorite player but shit when i heard cruising down the street in my six foot it was like nigga fuck number 32 nigga i'm just what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do whatever the fuck easy he doing you know what i mean and then um like i said after my accident well, just cut short. I want to still be involved with music, and uh, me and my me and one of my other cousins linked up because he was he was a rapper, and um, I'm like, well, shit, man, I, I'll just give. We, we could do a group. We tried that shit with the rap shit with me, but I really just could. I, you know, back then, you know, now you can punch in. Uh, what they call it, punch and play. Mm-hmm. 
back then, you know, we was on four track and shit. We couldn't really do that shit. All that stopping, playing, click, that wasn't finna, that wasn't what finna work with this old punch and shit. And I couldn't breathe. I, I didn't have the lung capacity because of my injury. You feel me? Yeah. So I decided to get behind him. And I'm like, I still want to do music. So I decided to pick up production. He bought this like this little Dr. Boss little drum machine. And, you know, he was so selfish in the beginning. I'm like, man, let me use this motherfucker. Let me make beats and say, let me make the beats and shit because I got the vision. And, you know, sometimes when you got a vision, not everybody sees what you see immediately. You know, so you got to go through the through the ups and downs and shit for motherfuckers to see what you want to do. But eventually, you know, music wasn't really his passion, but he still stuck with it for me, for, stuck with me with it for a minute. Let me use the drum machine. And I stuck from that point, I just became a producer. I said, well, you, you said you had a freak accident. What happened? I was in high school, man. And um, I was, um, you know, just playing. I was horse wrestling, horse playing around wrestling. And a guy ended up, you know, I ended up in a dog collar. And um, one of the guys who threw me in jumped on top of everybody and ended up landing on my neck and paralyzed yeah. me from the neck on down. Shit. Well, it ain't stop shit. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying, it seemed like, I mean, from, from how long I've been following you, it seemed like it kind of, um, like I saw one of your posts and you were saying just live life and, um, you know, you never know what happened in life. So I know, I see how it, you're teaching people lessons now. I see that with your posts and stuff. Well, I mean, I, I, I just hope people gain Cause if fuck being disabled or being able, sometimes I mean a lot of us go through depression. A lot of us go through, like I said, ups and downs because of where it could be a woman or a man or finances. It could be a lot of different various reasons why we going through what we going through. And um, you just gotta you just gotta find something within you, or find a strong belief in you, and just go hard. Just don't blank out everybody else and just go hard at whatever you're doing. You know, whether whether you believe in God or whatever, whatever you believe in, find something to believe in and just go hard with it. And I hope that some of the posts that I do just let people know, like, man, fuck what anybody else think about you. Just go hard and do you. Yeah, cause I see you, know? you, you funny, too. You be, I see you real funny with your post, too. Man, shit, man, you got to learn how to love, love yourself, have fun and enjoy it. And whatever comes with it, shit, come with it. You know, you can't you can't cry if someone has an opinion about what you do or what you what you say or however you go about doing shit. You know what I mean? Like, you don't live your life for the next person. So you got to learn how to enjoy this shit whatever time you have on this life left. So who you, uh, you was talking about your influences, who you like besides Easy? Some of your influences. Um, some of my influences probably, um, I say, Master P probably made the, made the biggest impact E40's uh, definitely made an impact. Um, too short the way he hustled. Um, you know, Q, especially Tupac was my favorite favorite rapper of all time. You know, nobody was, to me, in my opinion, dead or alive is better than him. Even even to this day, as an artist. Um, we, had a, I was, we did a, I don't want to break you off, but we just did like a little battle in one of, one of my groups. And they was telling us that Biggie, like, they was like, man, Tupac Wag, Biggie's so much better than him. I'm like, hold up now. That's like, you can't be saying no shit like that. But they were dead serious. Like, I guess they more like East Coast cats, but he was like dead serious. He's like, man, you tripping. Well, I, I think, I, let me tell you something, man, about that. I think Biggie probably was a better lyrical rapper than Pac. But Pac, we, in L.A., we need just some proper talking country motherfuckers that just live on live. We barbecue type motherfuckers. Yeah, he you make you feel that shit though. It don't matter how he said it. He make you feel that shit in your heart and soul. <laughs> but exactly like I'm just saying, you understand the landscape of the West Coast. What Pac was saying was direct to how he liked to hear it. Yeah, like Biggie would be, he would be so metaphoric. You have to sort of sit back and catch that shit. Not every nigga is a intellectual motherfucker. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Some motherfuckers just some dumb motherfuckers just want to hear some straight, direct, dumb shit. Mm. But Pac was just, Pac was just, he was a genius. He was direct, but he also had, had words that would make you go back to the dictionary. Like, what the fuck that mean? <laughs> so who you listen to now? So I don't listen to nobody. I listen to myself, to be real with you. Like, you know, I mean, I I, I do take heed to like the, like the, what's the, the NBA Young Boys, the, the Moneybag Yo's. Um, 
you know, I'm a fan of Gucci Man too. I'm a fan of they hustle. How they had the whole Brisk Squad movement with a uh, Waka Flocka, Frenchie Ocha, the Juice Man, yes. et cetera, et cetera. I was a big fan of not so much of the music, but how they how they grinded and how they worked together. I'm a big fan of movements. Like I'm a big fan of Death Row movement. You know, but No Limit probably made the biggest impact because, like I said, when I first got injured. You know, before I got injured, I was introduced to Master P. Well, actually, I, I I remember Master P when he did True. He had a song called Mama Through the Hood. It was like a Bay Area kind of like little vibe song, like a little mob type sound. And then um, later on, you know, I guess when he went back to New Orleans, he did the Ice Cream Man song. And then the song that really captured me was I'm About It. Yeah, About It, About It. Like, the producer KLC from Beats by the Pound is probably like one of my top 10 favorite producers of all time. Yeah, I actually had Moby Dick on the show. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of Moby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so which which body you like though? And you know, it was like a couple of different versions of it. What was said again? I can hear you. I said, you know how Body Body it was a couple of different versions. I said, which I like, I, you like I like the version with me and X on it. I think it was part two. Yeah, the other time you she was spitting on that shit. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, the beat was just fucking crazy. You know, to me, I feel like, how I feel about music is if you got great lyrics with a dope beat. That's gonna be a hit record. I remember uh you ever remember uh Break You Off something? Break Lamar oh, with uh uh UGK on it. Yeah. I mean man, first time on, I, was, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I mean but that, you know the funny funny thing about it, that's the first time Pimp C and KLC got together to make a beat to make that one to make that break them off some beat. Mm. You know, a lot of people don't know Pimp C had played the baseline and then um KLC did a lot of the drum programming behind it and shit to really make it what it was. Yeah, I didn't even know, like, I found that out after his death that he was making all these beats. I didn't even know Pimp C was making the beats. When, when yeah, I, I was a fan of Pimp, too. More Pimp than Bum B. Pimp was, Pimp reminded me of my personality. Like, he's more of that, like, I'm a direct kind of dude. However I feel something, feel some kind of way, I'm going to tell you. You know, yeah. Pimp was like, if he felt, nigga, you, if he felt you was being disrespectful, or he felt he didn't like something, he was gonna tell you. Uh, and I, and I like, I like G when people like that. You know, some people will be around you and won't tell you how they really feel, and then you find out later on that motherfucker want to kill you or he hates you. I, I want, I want you to talk about like, uh, so how do you still work in your your music? Like, how did, does anything? Like how did you have to adjust and keep making music? Is there anything you do different now or not really? Um, not really, not really. You know, like I said, back in the day, we used to have to use hardware. Um, you know, it would be, you know, someone, you know, I'm in, I'm just I'm in a wheelchair, so it'd be like someone gotta help me get dressed, motherfucker. I mean, I feel like I'm my buddy doll in this motherfucker. <laughs> they gotta help you get dressed, put your shoes on, get you outside and then sit you right in front of the goddamn drum machine. Cause that was my that was my role. My cousin my cousin at the time, you know, he played the keys and I played the drums. You know, for some reason, I fell in love with, like, the producers who just made noise. You know, like Swiss Beats. Like, that motherfucker, that something, something about that shit was just weird, but it just sounds so good to me. And I just fell in love with those style of producers. And, um, and, 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 and like, mainly Fresh. Anything that had, like, uh, different drum program different pro drum pro programming, different kind of rhythms and sounds and styles and shit. I gravitated to that. But it, it nothing's really different from today other than the technology. Like, you can make music from your cell phone now. Like, and I've, I've made several several uh, beats from my cell phone or, you know, you use your laptop whenever you know you you stable or you in a hotel or a room or whatever you're doing like that. But pretty much the only thing changed is the, the, the time and the technology. Mm. So what you working on right now? Uh, I'm doing an album. I'm doing a. I'm doing a mixtape called. Oh uh, fuck, it ain't no mixtape. It's an album. It's an album called Handicap Circus, and I got um, I got a Sauce Walker from Houston. He gonna host it when I finish doing what I'm doing. But um, it, I really just like I said, I'm a producer, so the album was gonna really be more like a a Timberland meets DJ Khaled type shit. You know, you won't go really hear me that much, but you're going to feel my presence. And, and I, I might rap on a song or two, but then, you know, I had a, you know, my artist, the artist that I was pushing, you know, they kind of fell off. Sometimes you just get behind artists and they, you know, they, they don't see their career going where you want it to go. And they don't have the drive like you got. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do this shit myself. I'm going to rap. Fuck it. 
I'm gonna grab the microphone right behind my motherfucking head <laughs> and oh. turn that motherfucker around and just get, and just do a song. They fuck you ain't a rapper. They do this shit, you know. I know, right? That's why I just did. I dropped a hit too halfway. That's right. Drop a little R and B single, Streets, right now. Shit, do do what the motherfucker got to do. Cause ain't nobody gonna disappoint you. Ain't nobody. You ain't gonna disappoint yourself. That's what I meant. Yeah, you feel nice. me? And other people gonna, you know, you put money behind people and. You know, they be late to shit or they don't be as adamant how you feel about the shit and and, and and then you end up wanting to beat the motherfucker up, kill the motherfucker up because they fucking up your money and shit. Especially right. when you got to, especially don't get a woman that be that be counting your pockets too. It'd be like, nigga, we, we spend it like, because you know, when your money, your money become us money when you get to a woman, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you spend it on another nigga. That's looking yeah, fucked up already. Yeah, <laughs> like, nigga, you, and then she be like, nigga, you fucking that nigga? I would so, say, uh, I, I remember it all. I remember the first thing made me uh, catch up, catch, uh, what caught my attention and what had me follow you, man. You had released something back in the day. That shit was like, who the fuck that nigga is, a wheelchair or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that shit, I, how long ago uh, was that? Ah, uh, shit, man. That probably was 2011, 20, I think. Yeah, that shit was funny to me. I was like, man, I was like, who's this dude? <laughs> <laughs> I think I followed you because of that. You know, you know the funny thing about that shit was I made that mixtape out of anger because I had I had like about six, seven artists, and I was like I had I had went and got a um a office space downtown, and I would go down there and listen to these motherfuckers' music, and they didn't even have shit going on. So I said, man, you niggas is bitches and busters and shit. I I start banging on niggas. I was like, fuck you niggas. So I took all their music and made a compilation out the shit, and I said. I'm going to put my face on it and do some silly, goofy shit. Watch me travel around the motherfucking city in the country and motherfuckers gravitate to me. Uh, Let me show you niggas how to promote and get out here and really delegate. Kiss, kiss the babies and campaign for real. So that, so that project really came out of anger and shit. And, 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 and a lot of good came out of it because, you know, like I said, I got a lot of publication and people start fucking with me like, nigga, I fuck with you, nigga. You a cool nigga. <laughs> That's tight. So what advice would you give to new artists? You just kind of talking about that a little bit. Um, as far as building their music, getting their music out. I would tell new artists that, um, shit, create a budget. Either work in Popeyes or sell dope or, you know, do what you got to do. I wouldn't tell them. So, I mean, I'll tell them do what you got to do. If you're a male, fuck your fat white bitch, get you some money or something. But you got to put some money aside to, to, to promote yourself because, you're gonna need promotional items, flyers, posters. You gonna now they now we got things like you know for politics and when you got blog sites and stuff. So I know I know a lot of these. I know the shit that you're doing ain't free. So they gotta pay you to talk because that's exposure. You know what I'm saying? You don't really need a major label to do what you need to do. You can go to there's, there's like five different digital distribution companies. You got Empire, DistroKid, TuneCore, uh, Stem, Orchard. Uh, United Masters, you know what I'm saying? It's so many different distribution companies. You can, you know, you do what you do. You don't really need so much, too much of a graphic designer because nobody gives a fuck about what your cover look like on Spotify and Apple Music. You can go fucking take a background off of, um, go on Google, type in fifteen by fifteen or three thousand by three thousand background, and put some put a text in your name and a parental virus sign because that motherfucker's a PNG file. And make you a fucking uh 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 some artwork and upload that motherfucker to your distribution company. Yeah, I'm gonna give them and some free games. Them. All they gotta do, I'm gonna give them some more games. All you gotta do is go on Canva, then type in album covers. They got hella album covers on there already. Yeah, pick one and just change the, the edit. I mean, you go to Canva. I, mean, I use Canva too, but you can go to Canva. Hell, you can even use your cell phone. They got apps on your cell phone. They don't give them my main one though. That's the other one. They ain't my main one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I mean, like the, the long story short, man. Um, you know, there, there's software. If you want to make beats, there's a beat making program on your phone. On if you have an iPhone, there's a program called Beatmaker Two. Um, shit. That's what I need to know. You can make beats on there. Yeah, if you have an iPhone, you can definitely make a beat on there. It's called Beatmaker Two. It's like a ten dollar program. Uh, if you have a Dropbox, you can you can uh, drop sounds into that motherfucker, upload it to your phone. And if you're creative, you know, be creative. I like I like it because, you know, when you have multiple sounds, if you have a gang of sounds, it's kind of it's kind of hard to get to all them sounds. So I limit it to what I can use. 
You feel me? So I make what I have available in my shit. It's almost equivalent to me how an old school producer would use an SP12. Whatever you sample inside that motherfucker is what you have to make the beat with. Uh, so nowadays it's like, I mean, and on the on the on the app it has like a keyboard. It has two functions: there's a drum machine and the keyboards. And whatever you know, you can, any track that you want to open up, it, it gives you the option to use if you want to use a keyboard or you want to use the drum machine. My fingers fucked up because of my injury, so I use the drum machine. I take a lot of piano, bass line samples. I'm an 808 freak. You know what I'm saying? I always fell in love with the 808. So I've been, a, you know, I'm a fan of A Ball and MJG and stuff like that in the South. You know, Scarface and stuff like that. Uh, Twister, Don't Do It Die. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not young. I'm 39 years old. Now I got a problem telling motherfucker. I'm an old ass rapper. <laughs> yeah, I'm from um, I'm from Mississippi. I'm 38. What part? Columbus. It's like what? kind of about what Mississippi State is at. Oh, it's at the bottom one. Nah, it's like northeast. Northeast, like Tulupo? Tulupo? No, uh, Tupelo. Tupelo. It's, it's kind of close to Tupelo, though, but it's more close to, if you know where Starfall is, that's where it's at. Starfall. Okay. Like, it's, it's kind of close to Alabama, actually, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that's right. San Diego right now, I live in Oceanside. Okay, okay. I, I mean, I'll be going to the South all the time. I'll be sliding through that. I, I slid, I, I was just out there not too long ago. Slid to, um, you know, we uh, shit, we go through Birmingham, yeah, Saint Jasper, you know what I'm saying, Tupelo, yeah, or Indianola and all that shit. You know, you know who's from Tupelo, right? Uh, BB King, right? No, Elvis. Oh, Elvis. Hey, <laughs> that's where he came from. He was born in Elvis, um, Tupelo. Yeah, yeah. I live in Oceanside now. I'm um, San Diego. I'm in San Diego like almost 20 years. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you see. You, you, say San Diego Post. you say my name out here. They know, know who you're talking about. San Diego Post. <laughs> no, you, you far removed from, from the South now. You see, yeah, I've been going all that shit, man. I will ask you, so uh, what's your creative process when you make music? I don't know, man. You know, it varies, man. Sometimes I can hear something. I can I can watch something on TV and shit. Like I was, um, I'm I'm gonna give her some, give her something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do now. Uh, I think the Doobie Brothers got a song called "Do Give Me the Beat So I Can Free My Soul." I wanna get lost in your rock and roll. And yeah. Okay, so I was listening to that shit one day, and, and I started thinking about Battle Cat making a beat and shit, and I was like. Give me the strip not to choke this hole. See a letter nigga do something, 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 gave my vagina away. Uh. <laughs> so I, I, it, it, it varies, man. You know, it comes from different, different shit. Like, I just made a song called Handicap Rapper, and I made that shit about four or five days ago. And um, I was listening to Young Droke got a song called TikTok, and then uh, Plies got a song called I Ain't a Racist. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to the beat, the backdrop. I'm like, damn, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to create something like that, but add my add my twist to it. And then I came up with the handicap rapper shit. Like, I made the beat myself, pulled up pulled up some sounds and reasons. I'm like, oh, this shit, like, it's going somewhere. Let me try this shit out. And then when I finished the motherfucker and I heard it, I'm like, damn, this shit's kind of cool. So I made, like, a little rough mix and sent that shit to, like, 20 people, man. Everybody gave me the fire emoji. Like, I sound like the handicap nigga might got something. <laughs> Yeah, I like that joint. That joint was saying. That's it. I ain't gonna say it. If I don't like it, I just won't say nothing. Shit, but I said, right, right. I like it. I was like, that shit was hitting. I was like, all right. I said, what's wrong with the, the singer? The singing, no. You say you don't like to be singing and shit. Well, you tell me, uh, no. Nah, what I don't be liking about it, like, say, like you got NBA Young Boy, right? You got Rod Wade. You got um, you know, Lil Dirt. I like all those artists, but I I can't stand the ones. That we want that be mimicking them. We'd be like, those are top three or four artists doing what they're doing well. But then you got a thousand motherfuckers behind them trying to duplicate they sound. Yeah. And then they be crying. I'm like, how the fuck you gonna shoot a nigga and then cry and then be be whining to a bitch all in the same 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 verse? No, I be confused, like, man, because like now I be interviewing them and then they want me calling a rapper. I'm like, nigga, you singing. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> hey, but if right, I call you right. a rapper, nigga, your whole shit is singing. You sing this whole fucking three. I heard three, four songs from you. You sung all these goddamn songs. You know how they rapping? It'd be, be like, they rapping. It'd be like, like, it be like, I shot that nigga. <laughs> I love my girl. Bang, bang, bang. I'd be like, nigga. 
No, the only, only the, the matter of fact, it'd be so fucked up now. Like the whole song be about like you listen to the lyrics, it'd be about love. But what they be doing, they just make the video where they holding guns and shit. All yeah, I, 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 that that part, I be like, come on, man. That you shit, know, I'm like, you don't know what to do. That shit throw you off like a bug. Like, it shit and weird. Then, and, then, and then when the ties change, when niggas is rapping again, like they ain't doing that singing shit no more. And you go, you gonna hear a motherfucker like, man, I don't play that old shit. That's that old shit. I don't want to know that shit. Whack, my nigga. I don't play my old shit. Why do you even do it in the first place, nigga? When you know that the ties, the trends change. Yeah, I know. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't I don't like people that just get behind something and just want to do it. Like, I ain't gonna lie, like I used to mimic the hyphen movement when I was young, when I was back about 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? I, I was going, I started going to the bait even more. And I and I started liking the artists I was hearing on day radio station because Camille and the Bait, they support them. And the funny thing about Dago is Dago got the banging culture like LA, but they they have more of a, of a relationship with the Bay Area. Yeah, that that throws me off sometimes. Like, damn, man, y'all niggas is blood soup whooping and cool co ripping and shit, throwing it up. But y'all love Efodi and Turf Talk and Mac Dre and shit. You know? Yeah, I say, I say, I mean, I, I ain't no spokesman for San Diego, but a lot of reason behind that because they be out here a lot. You know how they get down, like them, the ones from the Bay be always in San Diego, like they from San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. but that, that, to me, I don't, I don't know. Even why I know, they, like, uh, oh, I'm gonna ask you because I saw a picture, but also I know, like, Snoop and Nipsey was out here a lot. But uh, yeah. I saw that picture with you and Nipsey. I'm gonna ask you what's up with that. That picture you posted. You know the funny thing about that is because you know we are from two different sections that only don't, don't like each other. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm a person. I'm a people person, man. Despite Whatever, I'm a people person. I I, I fuck with energy, uh-huh. and when I seen that, I I met him at a. It was a the club. It was it's called Club Ivar or something like that in Hollywood. J Rock was performing on stage. You know, J Rock was doing this little. Uh, he had this song called "Lift Me Up" or some shit like that back in the day, and and Kendrick Lamar was his hype man at the time, mm. and I guess Nip came to come support J Rock, and when he came up the stairs, I was leaving. So I stopped him. I said, "Hey, man, I fuck with what you're doing. I see what you're doing. This is this is what t- this had to be 20, 2010. 20, either twenty nine or twenty ten. And I seen him. I said, "Man, I, I know what you're doing. I understand it, my nigga. I salute you. This is before the blow up. This is before anybody really cared cared about who the fuck he was. You feel me? Um, was there? I mean, what made you say that though? That's this before you keep going. What made you say that? About I see where he was going. Yeah, like how did I, you even I, know about him? Like you know, where did you see? Well, you know? I I knew about him because he used to have a homeboy on on MySpace, and he was in the picture, and I remember him in the picture, and, and they had like a little rinky dinky studio in apartment or some shit like that, and his homeboy reached out to me, like man, let's do some music and shit. He had like he had like this jersey, in it, but he lived in like in the Dorset Village, and like I know where that's at, nigga. I don't fuck with you niggas over there. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you niggas got me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I said, years passed from that time. And, uh, you know, I seen him. And I just wanted to just, you know, just give him, you know, just show, give, like, just show him love in person. Like, man, look, I, I'm not, not fuck with what you do. Fuck with your peoples. Uh, fuck whatever you got going on. But I see what you're doing. I respect it. It was more of a respect than anything. And then, um, cause I had a group called One Ten at the time. It was three members. It was like, if you know about LA, One Ten is like the artery to the city. It's the freeway that comes like from south. It goes from downtown to South Central to pretty much San Pedro. And um, the One Ten is like a freeway that divides the east side of LA and the west side of LA. I had an artist from the east side and I had two artists from the west side. And I'm like, damn, that'd be dope. And then I, because I was in the Bay and my influences in the Bay, you know, it taught me about like late logos and shit. So I used the logo from the freeway and, and went to branding that motherfucker all over the you know the city and different places that I would travel to. But back to Nip was like my respect for him was just great. And like he just kept growing. I ended up getting this number and shit and we chopped it up a few times. Um my cousin, you know, he started this this uh website called rapstatus.com and he started doing interviews with a lot of artists and he came to LA because he's from the bridge from the bay. 
And we was just riding around one day. He was like, man, call Nip, man, see if we get an interview. My bad, hold on. He was like, man, call Nip so we can get an interview. I ain't calling that nigga, man. Fuck that nigga. That's how I felt when he was saying that shit. So I said, fuck it, man. I call him. I call him. I said, hey, Nip, what's going on, bro? He was like, he said, shit, man, we on the video set uh, doing uh the video, with, I mean, doing the movie with Ring Rames called, uh, I, forget, I think it was called Rapper Candy at the time, yeah. but I think it was called it. They called it something else at the end of the day. So he, they was filming at this uh the the female prison called uh Civil Civil Branch or Civil something like that, Civil Brand or something like that. Um, we went up there, and it was like he had a few of his partners up there from where he was where his section where he represent, and I came with my boys, and um you know, see we just end up powwowing, and my people took back took the camera out. And filmed the iconic footage of what was being posted today, uh, with Snoop, Tyrese, I think Warren G posted it, and various other people posted. But we to my ownership and stuff, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it's the only footage you ever really ever seen him with Gilly the Kid and him together. Mm. You know, so I mean that was kind of monumental. It was to me, it was nothing at the time. But you know, it ended up being some like, like to me, like some iconic footage because everybody was kind of digging for something when he passed. I guess for something positive that he that you know, or some pivotal that he was putting out that he can teach and and people can gravitate to it to where they can learn something from it. And that was one of the pieces that they used. But yeah, it really came like we, it was just a humbug. I met him and I respected what he was doing. I understood the grind. It was almost like we came from the same teachers, but just from two different perspectives. Say how did these uh, deaths affect you? Um, I mean, shit. It, I guess it affected me like anybody else from LA. You know, anybody who had a anybody who else was powerful from LA, like a cube or a gamer or anybody like that. Like it, it would hit you. Be like, damn man, you took away somebody that um that was really showing people from the community how to in, invest into real estate. Like I wasn't really a fan of the rap. I was more a fan of, of his intelligence, what he was trying to do, what he was trying to get accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm older than him. You know, my heroes are people before him. You feel me? But like I said, I love what he was doing. But I love the fact that, you know, he was investing into businesses like a fat burger or, you know, he, he got that whole parking lot to himself. He spent a million dollars for that parking lot for commercial real estate. A lot of people don't don't have that kind of education. To talk about, um, you know, real estate property or commercial property, like we like black folk. A lot of rappers, a lot of black rappers, don't mention that kind of shit in their rhymes. It's either about putting their dick in a vagina or a bitch shaking her ass to fuck a nigga until he no longer got no money. Mm. You know what I mean? And he was saying shit in his music, like you know, <laughs> investing to Bitcoin and shit, like. We we don't have enough educational rappers that from the West Coast that teach us shit like that. And Cube is so fucking old that the kids don't give a fuck about Cube no more. They got their own little heroes and shit that that's in their age bracket that they fuck with. Tupac did, you know. So and and these all oh, these young niggas that's twenty years old didn't even know shit about fucking Cube. I mean about uh Pac when he was alive doing this shit. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it really just it just. Times change. I mean, that's just how how we. That's how it is with us. You say you're 38. Hey, you didn't grow up with the motherfucking Temptations. You may have heard the music, but you like hell. You probably want to hear wherever you like at your age bracket. Didn't fucking hear the Temptations. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Barry White and shit. Who, who's fuck at fucking 11 years old in the in the 90s and shit? Want to hear Barry White? <laughs> y'all fuck with that H Town. You talking about the little army group? Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, but that was that was that was in your age bracket. That yeah. you was eleven years old in ninety two. You probably eleven, twelve years old when Man, H Town came move. out. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I liked that song. You know what I mean? I was in sixth grade when it came out. And remember, I don't know if in, in junior high where you if you went to junior high in Mississippi, where we used to have like every now and then they uh, we had like little dances inside the gym and shit. And the DJ yeah. would come. That was the shit back then. That was that was of its time. They, they, they didn't fucking have a little a little uh a little party in the gym and be playing Curtis Mayfield and shit. Uh, they played music at the time. 
SWV, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, things of that nature. So what you what you what's your interest outside of music? Um, real estate. <laughs> yeah, real estate. So what about real estate? What you like about real estate? I I love the money. I ain't gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. I don't have a. I don't care about like how vanilla eyes be building houses and shit. I I love the fuck. I love the fact that you can put a little down on a house, um, and you can, let's say you can buy a house. Let's say in in in, in Mississippi, you can literally buy a house for twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars, right? Put mm-hmm. put five thousand, ten thousand dollars working that motherfucker, sell that motherfucker for eighty nine thousand, and whatever. In between, if you if you got a mortgage, if they whatever's in between that shit, you can get a portion out of that motherfucker. You can get more than what you put into it. Yeah, so what you so, doing, doing? Um, what kind of real estate? Like you doing wholesaling, or you just talking? Nah, about- it, I'm just doing uh, residential shit. Like I look, I find some houses in a community, and I'll be like, damn, I want that house right there. So I look at the information on the little the little sign, calling me to be like a company or a bank. You find out how much you want. If you got it, and you can get if you can get a loan or a down payment for that motherfucker. I pay for that shit. I fix it up, resell that motherfucker, and shit, and take the money and do it, do it again. You do that out. You buy houses in LA out here? No, nah, I mean I'm not in LA, but in California. Um, this and, is out here, out in, in the, LA, <laughs> Arizona, in Georgia. Yeah, the house in LA, the market is too high. Hell, I, I ain't rich. <laughs> Yeah, because my boy, he doing the wholesale real estate, but that sounds like you not doing the wholesale real estate. Nah, 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 nah. Man, I just saw, speaking of that shit, man, I don't know if you just saw that video somebody posted. Uh, it went, It's going viral right now. The dude, uh, I guess he wanted people to move out of his house. He was in uh, Racine, Wisconsin, and they fucked up his house. Nah, I see that. Man, it was like the landlord. Man, he was sitting there crying. They fucked up his house so bad, bro. He was like, he was like, why y'all do this shit? He was like, y'all just mad. He because I guess they weren't paying him, so he was like, just move out. Man, they bust out every window in the fucking house. They put paint on the floor. They fucking tore down all the cabinets. They tore down the toilet. Broke all the fucking windows. Had nails everywhere. All that shit. And he was crying. He was like, oh my mom, I'm gonna kill you, bitch. If I see you, he's like, I'm gonna kill you and your motherfucking kids. I'm gonna see you in the fucking video. That shit was raw. Yeah, you gotta see that shit to me. That's that's some fucked up shit. Yeah, so that's, that's what I was yeah. like. I got a house myself, but I just be thinking about like if I want to get into like owning more houses and renting them out. I don't want to do no shit like that because I fuck somebody up. Because he was like, I guess somebody had wrote in the comments that it was a scam. He was like, "This ain't no motherfucking scam." He's like, "You gotta have insurance for fucking scam." I gotta pay for all this shit out of my pocket. He at least gotta come up with a hundred thousand to fix all that shit at least, unless he got insurance. Yeah, I guess he didn't have insurance. Like, like vandalism insurance and shit like that. If he got insurance and people did that, then he should be able to be compensated fully for what they did. If he don't, then he fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, you know, what I mean, you just gotta you just gotta have a great judge of character of who you want inside your, your house. Cause that it, that's basically what it, it, it boils down to. Like, cause you can you can have a family in your house and they can tear your shit up. Mostly, I hate to say it, mostly it'd be your own kind. Yeah, because they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, it'd be your own black people that really fuck up your shit, you know? And I mean, one, on one end, you can be like, I understand because you niggas never had nothing, you know? And then when you when you never have nothing, you get reckless with shit. If you never, would have, if you never had any real training of how to manage shit or to keep shit up, you're going to fuck it up. Because a lot of us live in, a, a lot of our black people live in apartments or rental properties. Yeah, you know I mean? say, I know with, I know with me shit, like, I was used to just, I used to always be renting, so I was used to just, uh, you know, you just call them and they fix it. Exactly. You know so that, so our, our people get accustomed to living like that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then, like, you know, we don't, we, it's like, we don't have the education. They don't teach us the curriculum in high school or junior high to be owners. Hey, your boy installed a bidet yesterday, though. Who? Me. Oh, that's what's up. I was proud of my goddamn son. I, like, I came a long way. <laughs> hey, man. I, I ain't even know that shit. I was like, damn. So you know now, I'd be like, I mean, I don't, I don't have a house, but I got a, you know, a condo. You know, a condo out in California is a house. But, uh, but shit, I be having to fix everything myself most of the time and shit. But look look how many, look how many people that you probably got that say you're your friends, 
and say your family, but they ain't there to help you when you do certain shit. Hell, you probably have to put the whole politics shit together by yourself. Oh, yeah. All day. And then you probably asked somebody to help you do it in the beginning before you did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Help me, help me, help me create a website or help me do this or do you know anybody? Can you point me in the direction? Well, you probably know somebody who has something going. Can you show me what to do? And they don't show they don't give you the game. Yeah. Like black folks got this thing bad where the game is to be sold, not told. And I'm like, well, damn, man, we keep doing that to each other. How the fuck we gonna learn and grow? No, I had to fucking how I learned my shit shit. I had to I had to learn. I basically was interning on somebody else's shit and learn how to do it from that. But what I'm saying is there's people, there's yeah. your kind of that looks like you and I that knows a lot of shit but don't want to teach you nothing. Yeah. They want to keep the knowledge to themselves because they want to make all the money. Like, we got this thing where we 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 big on individualism. Like, how the fuck we don't have a Black Lives Matter? But we so much of an individualist. You feel me? I'm saying, like, we only care about the individual person. Yeah. Like, if it, like, if something happens to someone else, we don't ride for, we don't ride for the next motherfucker. We ride for someone who happened into our family. Like, if it you was your cousin, your... So what you think about all the stuff going on right now, like COVID, Black Lives Matter stuff, protest? Well, not Black Lives Matter, COVID protests. Uh, I mean, the COVID shit, man. I don't know. I don't know what to think of this shit. To be honest, I don't even know if anybody knows what to think of this shit because everybody has their theory about: is it real? Is it not real? People dying from it. How many? Who's dying from it? You know what I mean? Like a lot of old people dying from like it's like a an invisible disease that you just can't see or feel or nothing. It just happens to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you don't know how to pinpoint it. You you you, you want to believe that it's a cure out there or you want to believe like God God is going to solve this shit, you know what I'm saying? Like it it's really like a a, a fucked up time a period in time to where you like you don't know what to do. You don't know you can't go to church and shit cuz no churches are fucking open. That's when you worship. But then it's crazy though. You guys now you got people like fucking still trying to go to church. I mean, because what I mean, besides black people, as older black people, what do older black people have to do with their lives? They don't have shit else to do. They're not going that's to what a lot of Yeah, that's what they teach them anyway. Really, ain't that what you want to do? You gonna die in faith and all that? I'm like, it's it's really just like fuck it. I just roll with the punches, man. You know. Whatever, how we just deal with it when it comes. Like, cause there's no, you can't prevent the shit. You don't know. I mean, like everybody got these masks on and shit, but this is an airborne thing. And I'm like, if it's airborne, then it's and, and you wearing a mask, it's on the outer side of your mask. So if you touch you when you pull the mask down, nigga, it's on your fucking hands. Huh. And that's why I be looking at it, cause I know like sometimes, like I let's say I go outside. I go outside walking and shit. I'm not wearing my mask, man. Cause I figure like if it's outside like that, I'm just gonna get the shit. You know what I think, bro? I think everybody should get that motherfucker and sit in the house and quarantine for twenty days. Let the government give us four thousand dollars a month. Turn turn off the little the little utility thing to where we get lights and shit for free for the next three to four months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, take care of us. Let it stop allowing people to go to go to work. If you if motherfuckers can't open up their businesses, then stop allowing motherfuckers to go to work and do other shit. You know what I'm saying? Let yeah. people let let people go buy enough food to last them for three or four months. Store storage that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And, and stay in the house if that's the case. Because shit, it's almost like you can go outside, but you can't. But you can't do nothing else. Yeah, you go outside to work. Yeah, but then come home and be. I'm sorry, my bad. But come home and and, and not to do nothing, man. You gonna it's gonna be a lot of people gonna get bored at home. That's gonna sneak outside. You gonna get bored with being with your wife or your or your or your husband. Or your girlfriend or your kids and shit. Uh, if you live with your mama, your mama gonna get on your fucking nerves and you ain't got shit else to do. Like, and then, and you know, niggas is like, hell, fuck it. We gonna figure some shit out. We surviving. So, you know, we gonna come up with something out of nothing. Yeah. You know, niggas on Airbnb, a party, if you can't go to a club or a lounge. Yeah, I actually, man, I think it's a good thing. I think people just be looking at it the wrong way. I think, man, that's what we supposed to be doing, like spending more time with our family. I think just like, we kind of look at it like we always got to, especially out here, every weekend you got to be on the week. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you got to be doing something. Even on Wednesday sometimes, you got to be doing something. So, man, ain't nothing wrong being in the home, family, chilling and shit, but. You yeah, know, but nigga, you, 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 speaking, you speaking from an older person perspective. You got to think these kids 
don't want it. You think when you was young as a little oh, yeah, kid, yeah, they want to get out. in the goddamn house. Yeah, they want to get in the house. I, I don't want to stay in the house when I was young, but I don't mind today because, like I said, I'm an older dude. The club, the strip club, don't don't enthuse me like that. The lounge, going to a lounge, don't fucking enthuse me like that either. So the things that the things that give me joy is like going to like a lake or something, going to Lake Havasu on a boat and fucking and relaxing and shit and being away from people. Cause, cause I don't some weird shit. I don't even like motherfuckers no more. <laughs> friends who used to be friends, I don't give a fuck about like being my friends no more. Cousins that used to be cousins, I don't give a fuck if we don't talk no more. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I love you niggas from a distance, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like when you're an entrepreneur, you trying to be an entrepreneur, and you got goals and. Only you, you're the only one putting behind everything and no one's supporting you. Be like, what the fuck? I need mean, all you niggas around me for any goddamn way. I see you at the family function if my mama or my grandmama throw something. You know? If you're not, because I don't give a fuck if you're friends, cousins, or whatever. If you can't get money together, you're not going to hang with each other every day. That's what I be saying. You feel me, so? I don't give a fuck too much about none of that. You can't get money together. Are y'all really friends anyway? Shit, what what the fuck going on? That's how I look at it. Hey <laughs> right, man, it, it be yeah. I be looking at shit like it be niggas. It be ten niggas that hang with each other, but not one, not none of these ten niggas gonna put money into a pot to make one thing work. You know what oh, I'm saying? Niggas, a lot. Then we have, and we don't even have education on corporations. Like is like, like corporation is the new gangster to me. You know what I'm saying? Ten niggas can put in two hundred dollars or two thousand dollars a piece. Nigga, you got ten niggas. How much is that's twenty thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine if you go open a corporation for five hundred, three to five hundred dollars, and you go get you a, a corporate account, and y'all put twenty thousand. Y'all can use that credit, that little that little card that come with that motherfucking go buy shit, and you can text right that motherfucker off. At least at the end of the year, you can get something back. Fuck around, try to buy. Uh... Uh, like you talking about commercial property, buy uh, like an uh, apartment or something. Man, I, it doesn't matter. I mean, just to be an owner, whatever the fuck you're trying to do is is a, is a beautiful thing. You know, it don't have to be real estate. It could be it could be anything. It could be you want to invest into uh uh like like me, right? I'm a I'm gonna give the game of what I want to do. I'm in a wheelchair, right? And I want to. It's the stylish kind of wheelchair that I want to. I want to take the prototype and put my brand on it because. Uh, it's a few other motherfuckers, white motherfuckers, that elite motherfuckers in the game that have the same prototype chair but putting their different logos on the motherfucker. Why can't I do it and be black? Because there's a lot of niggas in wheelchairs that don't have a stylish wheelchair that want to look cool and have a swag and get hoes too. Get bras too, whatever you want to call it. You know, everything that everything that most men do for, we do it for women. When we get money, we flex, we flex on niggas, but it's really to get other women involved, get other women to find it attractive. But why we just can't do it for ourselves? Why we always gotta do it for somebody else? <laughs> I, I, I don't, bro. I, to be honest with you, I don't fucking. Know. I don't have that logic to where I want to and make mother niggas mad and shit, and and to get females. You can get a female just by being confident. I know, shit. But I like, like, like I said, there. but you gotta think. A lot of motherfuckers ain't taught better, so they don't know better. You know, we got this black thing. We got this thing to like. You know, I remember back in the back in the day. Glasses Malone had like a blue, uh, blue Bentley, right? And for some, and, and I, I never, I it never really hit me like how it hit other people. People were so amazed and so marvelled a black man was driving down your community blocks with a Bentley. It didn't mean shit to me, but it was I had like him on the show too, huh? I interviewed him before too. Yeah, I mean, good people's and shit, but yeah. it's it, it, not about him. It's just the fact that how people just marveled at his car. Like he was a nigga because he had a Bentley, not because he had a good song. Yeah, that's how you know. That's how the black community is. It's all about material stuff. And I'm like, I, it's funny because nobody really talk about that era, two thousand six, seven, or eight. Nobody really talk about like it was a dark period for the West Coast or just LA in general. I said, oh fucking no, nah, it was dark period for the West Coast. You know what I mean? Well, you yeah, people. Who? What artist did we have at the time that was really doing anything? That was really making any noise? Um, I mean, the only one you could really say you had the game. The game was established because he came through other people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Glass Malone was was like, if you know the history, he came through game. 
you know, and I don't, for whatever reason, he left Black Wall Street and decided to do his own thing, but he gained his momentum from fucking with game. Yeah. And came up with his own mixtape called White Lightning, right? And I'm not sure if White Lightning is, is what got him his deal with them. I, I'm not sure who he was signed. It probably was Columbia, I think he was signed with, or some shit like that. Definitely but it was a big cash money, too. That was later. Yeah. That was after the, the deal that he got. You know what I'm saying? Um, but once he got that deal, he was known as the $1.7 million man. That's that's what everybody was saying. That was his deal. Everybody was talking about. He was in all the little, the little magazines like the the Source or the Double XL. Like he at the time, it was just him, and he had that record with Akon, if you recall. Yeah, uh, certified, I think. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was fucked up because to me, it was fucked up. A West Coast nigga had to utilize a Southern sound to make a hot West Coast record. That's what you had to do back then. Yeah. You remember Hot Dollar? Yeah, he died, right? No, 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 no. That was Dollar who died. Hot Dollar is Gorilla Black's younger brother. He had a song called um, uh, Streets on Lock. And he was signed to Jermaine Dupri's uh, Island Dev Jam when, when Jermaine Dupri went out there. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first one of his first signings that he did. He signed Hot Dollar. But he had a record on the, ra on the radio that was popping called Streets on Lock. But it had a southern sound. But on top of that, you know, Hot Dollar originally is from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So, you know, it, yeah. yeah. So I can see how it connects with that. But yeah. I think they say A. Snoop from Mississippi too? Uh, that's the way from motherfucking Mississippi. Snoop was from Long Beach, but his it's, it's family is from Mississippi. Oh, yeah. I know he always be claiming it. Yeah, because, you know, his grandmother, I, don't think, she, I think she's passed now, but his, his mother's mother is, is originally from Mississippi. So and his mother you, was original Mississippi, huh? I would say, so what, what took us out? You said the West Coast is in a dark period for a while. So what, are we still in a dark period or are we out you, now? You know, I, I wouldn't say we're in a dark period. I just don't think we have no one. I, I, be, I think because of all the gangbang and the blood and crib shit, it kind of separates. Um, it kind of fucks up. It kind of fucks up the unity uh, for it to be, to catapult to where it can go. Because you got a lot of local artists that I, I'm starting to even learn about. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a dinosaur out here now. But it's a lot of younger niggas out here that's doing their thing, but they from different gangs, and the gangs don't fuck with each other. So the only time that you really get a chance to see shit is when they do their thing on YouTube, which they pop it on YouTube. Like certain individuals doing their thing individually and popping on YouTube, but it doesn't, it won't feel like Atlanta because Atlanta got niggas that's doing the same thing, but they fuck with each other. If these niggas start collabing with each other and start getting each other videos and sh and show that like LA are are just California's one big fist, then we would be the shit again. Re record labels would come and start signing more West Coast artists, but because the South so the South has so much, well, not even want to say the South. Fuck the South, like not like that, but Atlanta, Atlanta really is showing motherfuckers that even if we don't like each other. Y'all West Coast niggas don't know that. But we gonna do a song with each other, and that nigga, that other nigga gonna do that song my on this song gonna do a song with that nigga, and that nigga, and that nigga, and it's gonna be like one big movement. You feel me? So that person gonna get get the momentum, and then record labels gonna wanna sign that artist. And that other artist. So now you got people like people like Young Thug and Gunner and um you got Migos and 21 Savage and shit. The list can go on and on. It's like seven, 20, 20 motherfucking artists from Atlanta doing their thing that's popping. But you can't name five in LA that's popping like that. Hmm. And it, to me, my personal reason is because these niggas won't unify because of the gangbang shit. Hmm. But that's my personal opinion about this shit. But I think it's a lot of talented motherfuckers out here. And, and to me, it still goes like you got Joseph, Joseph Malone. You got Joe Malone. Oh, no, not Joe Malone. I mean, Joe Moses. He been, he been, that nigga had like five record deals. You feel me? Yeah. In the last 10 years, probably, dude probably had like five record labels to come at him and nothing's worked. You feel me? And to me, like he did, he did his thing in LA. Like LA love him, but he can't get going, going nowhere elsewhere. And to me, I think they don't they don't give a fuck about our sound. But you got you got a nigga like OT Genesis 
that did I'm in love with the Coco that got that Atlanta shit, and this motherfucker went three, four times platinum off that one song. <laughs> and then he come out with cut cut another sound that sound like it from the south, and then he put Young Dolph on that motherfucker, then it does double platinum. Uh, so this nigga damn near like in t- almost in 10, 10 million in singles almost worldwide. But just think, but he got he got that southern sound for some reason. It's that it's it's a southern sound has a more of a universal sound than the sound that we have here. Even though it sounds good and I love it, I'm from the West Coast. I love this shit, but for some apparent reason that Atlanta shit that got going on is so universal, nigga, and it, and, it, and, it, and they can't let it go. You know what I mean? A LA record will not work in Atlanta oh, unless it got some southern niggas on it. The last <laughs> West Coast record that I know that was working was My Nigga, My Nigga with yeah. YG. Well, and that's okay. because Rich Homie Quan and Jeezy was on that motherfucker. Mm. Now, I don't think that, that record would have worked in the South with just YG alone. Nah, Rich Homie Quan made the hook. That hook was already setting it off. You feel me? And then, and then, like he he got the record called Big Bang Tay Little Bang. Like you know, he's you know YG is up there as far as rank wise. So he could go get a record with Nicki, Two Chains, Big Sean, and it's gonna be the shit. It's already gonna be the shit because of the caliber of artists on the goddamn song. The beat is whatever, nigga. You can make that beat, nigga, on, on nigga on a Casio. <laughs> you go doom doom doom. You know, not not taking away from Mustard and, and his ability because Mustard's dope at what he do. I just know how simple that beat was, and it it wasn't really so much to me the beat. It was really the talent on the beat. Mm. Now you got two chains, two chains at the at the peak of his game. Nicki Minaj, she's at the peak of her game. Big Sean at the peak of her game, at the peak of his game. How could you go wrong with those multi platinum artists? But other than that, what artists do we have on the West Coast besides the old niggas that have that same YG effect? You don't. Mm. And you down in Dago, where you got people like, you got people in Dago still pit, still got people, uh, got like Jail Felony and Mitchie Slick going against each other. They cool now, but I'm just saying, at one point in time, you know, because of their gang, where they from, where they represent the blue and red, you know, you got people from the red like, man, fuck him. You got people from the blue like, fuck him. And I'm like, man, y'all should be rooting for these two niggas to do a song because that'll be big for Dago. Yeah. And then if they, if, if they start unifying, it will start showing other motherfuckers in Dago to unify because Dago never really had a hip-hop presence. There's some dope niggas out there, but because they got the same effect that L.A. got, they won't unify. Dago can rock by themselves and not even need nobody. If they came together. You know, I, I believe you know DJ Billy Knight, right? Yeah, that's my homie. Yeah, I mean, like, I I, I think he tried, but yeah, yeah. he don't really he don't really have that he he ain't no street nigga. You gotta you need a street DJ to get in the streets prefaces to do a mixtape with all these niggas to get verses from that nigga, that nigga on some cat shit. You need a street DJ that's going to do some DJ Cali shit, get a verse from J.O., get a verse from Mitchie Slick, and get a young nigga that's from whatever he's from, put him on a song together. You did? And get the flood net, or get the MP3 in there, put that shit out, and let motherfuckers vibe to that shit. Like, damn, man, that song Mitchie and J.O. fell hard. They didn't put it, the J.O. and Mitchie didn't know it was going to happen, but people fell in love with it. And then if the people fall in love with it, then they're going to be like, well, shit, man, we tripping. We need to go get some money together. Let's go do an album together or do a song, a couple songs together. Sometimes you just got to make a way out of no way. How black people been doing it forever. So what, what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? To, to support that idea? No, I said, what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Man, just, hey, just keep rocking with your boy. I got a lot coming. You know, um, I got the Handicap Circus Project coming out, hosted by Sauce Walker. Um, there's a lot of people in between, like, that I'm going to utilize my resources and shit. Just stay tapped in with me. Just just stay supporting me like y'all been doing for however how long y'all been rocking with me, man. And uh, I won't disappoint and let y'all down. All right, bro. I want to say thanks for coming through politicking with me. That's all I love. Thanks, Pope Politicking, for having me. 
It's your boy PX, Professor X T N E, and that's that. What's up, everybody? This is Poe from PoePolitikin.com. I'm, I'm into wholesale real estate. I did an online course, and I thought it was pretty cool, so I want to share it with y'all. The name of the course is called The Varsity Class, and it's an online course that will teach you the tools to become a real estate investor. This course will show you everything you need to know about wholesaling properties and real estate that can potentially earn you $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 or more. So you can make a lot of money in this wholesale real estate. This is a good course to get you uh, get your foot in the door. So you can change your life today. And the link is bit.ly backslash pole homes. So bit.ly backslash pole homes with an S. So thank you. Check it out. I'll holla.